0: Hello and welcome to from Inside the Hive with me Jane Galloway from Quiet the Hive. I'm delighted to be with you this week and I've got an invitation and a bit of a thought provocation for you. I can't wait to know what you think about it. Do reach out and get in touch. I always love to hear what you think about the episodes and as always if you know someone brilliant I should be talking to then let me know. Here we go. Hello, hello. How are you? It's Jane here from Quiet the Hive and I have got to thinking recently about stepping outside of my comfort zone and so I thought that might be a good topic to explore with you today. I talk a lot about moving outside of your comfort zone. We know that that's where we're comfortable, obviously, the clue's in the name. But we also know that growth happens outside of the comfort zone. And what I wanted to talk about was how we don't have to make huge leaps outside of that comfort zone to move. When we go too far out, we get to a place of real discomfort and fear and anxiety and in a way that doesn't stretch in a, and enable us to feel like we're achieving so there's a point at which you cross over into too far perhaps although there's something to be said for that as well but there are little baby steps you can take to move yourself outside of your comfort zone and I guess that's what I wanted to focus on today sometimes we think about big leaps about doing really scary things and they are good And the other thing we can do to get used to practicing at stepping out of our comfort zone is to make little tiny steps that kind of stretch the elastic fabric that wraps around our comfort zone. And what we find is the more often we do that, the easier it gets and the more comfortable we are doing the thing that once felt a bit scary. Hence our comfort zone grows a bit. The reason I wanted to talk to you about this today and This may sound a little bizarre, but I I genuinely wonder how many of you this resonates with. I, as you know, as I have banged on about, um, have recently moved into a new home. I am learning about my new home and what's good and what's not and what works and what doesn't. And I'm I'm blessed and lucky that mostly things are good. There are a number of things, though, on my to-do list um, and They're kind of associated with my life admin. So those of you who are contributors and followers of Three Things Sunday will know that I've got a bit of a life admin list at the moment. They're things like get the car serviced and take my lawnmower in to get it checked and see if it works and get a chair recovered and get a TV and then get someone to come around and fiddle with the satellite dish to make sure it works. Now, all of those, to a lot of you listening, you'll be thinking, yep, 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 can do that, can do that, done that before, not a problem. I wonder though how many of you are sitting there going, oh my gosh, where would you start? Because i found it quite nerve-wracking. I'm used to getting my car serviced somewhere where I know them, I trust them, they've been good to me in the past and I know that they're reliable and now I'm in a new area and I could drive back to where I lived and get my car service there but it doesn't really make much sense. So I need to find somewhere new. The thought of exploring a new place, building a new relationship and understanding whether I'm going to the right place is quite scary let me talk you through an experience I've had recently. I had a lovely sunny Saturday uh, a couple of months ago tidying the house, sorting it out, unpacking boxes, hanging some pictures and I noticed after hanging some pictures that my phone charger wasn't working and then I noticed it wasn't just my phone charger and I thought oh power cut. And then I realised it wasn't a power cut. Actually, my fuse board had tripped, so I went to switch it on and it wouldn't stay on. And suddenly I got that horrible, horrible feeling you get when you know you've done something wrong and it's too late to fix it. Yeah, the pictures I had hung were just too coincidental for me not to have done something wrong. I managed to get hold of an electrician who was able to come around and have a look. He spent quite some time here and checked all the lights and eventually landed on the opinion that it was probably the junction box. At this point, I was absolutely convinced that it couldn't not be me. It must have been me. I mean, I was relieved to hear that he didn't think it was me, but it was too much of a coincidence. Anyway, he agreed to come back and and have a look at the junction box, which meant lifting the floorboards. And I suddenly started getting this gut feeling. And you know, you know, I tell you all the time to listen to your heart, listen to your gut, check in with what your body's saying because it's usually right. Ah, don't you hate it when that happens? Uh, Just got cut off mid-flow. Anyway, I was not too sure how I felt about him coming back. And I got someone around for a second opinion and they thought... They well, they knew they couldn't attend to me for a, a few months, so they said, If you're gonna, if he was happy to do it, then go with him. I still wasn't sure anyway. I rebooked him, and he didn't show up and he didn't tell me he wasn't coming. And when I chased him, he said, Oh, sorry, late on another job. Um, I'll be, I'll be around later, you're my priority. And he still didn't come and he still didn't get in touch. So I said, look, it's too late now into the evening. So can we reorganize? And he said, yes, yes, I'm free tomorrow or on Sunday. And I said, how about tomorrow? And he just didn't turn up. No text, no nothing. So my gut instinct had been right. However, I then went back to uh, trying to find out how do I get someone I trust? How do I reach out to these people and I have to do some research and I have to call strangers and I have to make a choice and it all became really overwhelming. So I broke it down into the tiny mouse steps I talk about so often. The first thing I thought was ask for advice. So I went onto Facebook and I asked in my local community page for some references, some people that had used electricians who would recommend them. I got some of those and then the next tiny step was to wade through and see who'd simply recommended their boyfriend or their fiance or their husband or their wife and kind of maybe mm, narrow that down a bit. Find out who'd been recommended more than once, so a good recommendation. And there was someone who'd been recommended who then responded and said, thanks for recommending me, I really appreciate it. And I thought, I have a good feeling about that person. The next small step was to research that person on the internet and his reviews came back good. Anyway, long story short, I rang him. I avoided using email, which is what I wanted to do was just to send an email and not talk. But I rang him and he rang back and he was very nice. And this evening I have lights that work again. And um, it was the pictures I had gone through. But it was interesting because he said, it sounds like you weren't listened to by the first guy. And I wasn't, and I think that's what made me nervous about reaching out again. I know it sounds silly, but it's those small things that can sometimes feel really scary. The reaching out, the doing the research, the doing something on your own that you might normally do in company. I know that for some people, the thought of, for example, going to the movies alone feels scary. Or eating out alone feels scary. Those things don't bother me so much. But the thought of having to ring someone and ask for advice, really, sometimes I find terrifying. I know that's strange, but I'm sure it must resonate with some of you. I've had a couple of phone calls recently um, for the Amazing Women Leaders programme, actually, with people who've said, I'm so glad I spoke to you because I was just so nervous and now I feel great. And it's funny, isn't it, how... Sometimes when we take that small step out of our comfort zone, it can lead to big rewards. So anyway, I just really wanted to get you thinking about how stepping out of your comfort zone doesn't have to be a massive leap. It can be a tiny little mouse step. I wonder what you might do in the next day or two that could push you slightly out of your comfort zone is there something on your to-do list that you're not doing because you feel scared about it i'd love for you to give it a go and let me know how you get on maybe you'll give me the inspiration i need because i still haven't booked my car for a service that will be on my to-do list I do, however, have a really good electrician. So if you're in Surrey and you need someone, let me know because I can recommend Howard Moran, that's for sure. Anyway, just a short one this week, but something to think about. Stepping out of your comfort zone can lead to wonderful results. Saying yes to opportunities that you feel slightly nervous about. Are you good enough? Can you do it? It can lead to great things. It can lead to opportunities and conversations that open new doors and take you to new horizons. Another thing I've done, which is mm, a little bit outside of my comfort zone, but not so very much, is I've booked onto a Find Your Flow weekend. And I'm so looking forward to exploring and creating and thinking of new and small ways I can continue to step outside of my comfort zone. I think it's really important to practice what I preach. So I'm looking forward to using the Find Your Flow weekend to explore what's important to me and to slow down and think intentionally about where I want the next few months um, of the year to take me. Can you believe we're in September? I do like autumn though, so I'm quite excited about the smells and the sounds and the warm jumpers and the lighting the fire. I'm gonna leave you with the thought and the invitation to think about how you can step outside your comfort zone some point this week. It doesn't have to be huge, it can be tiny. But let me know how you got on, what you did and how it felt. I'd love to know if it made you realize that actually that courage really is within you. Stay well and I will speak to you next time. lovely thank you so much for listening to my podcast I hope you enjoyed it and thanks for stopping by as often as you do if you listen to the podcast maybe you get my newsletter too you don't well if you don't get it you can go to quietthehive.com and sign up now but if you do get it you'll have noticed how beautiful my newsletter is I'm a little bit in love with it, I have to say. And it's all thanks to a great app I use called Flowdesk. That's F-L-O-D-E-S-K. Now, if it's something that you're interested in, if you like beautifully curated newsletters that are so super simple to create, if you want to create automatic workflows, if you want to create sign-up opt-in sheets, if you want to create a beautiful newsletter that looks like mine, or is your own variation of something just as gorgeous, then you need to head to flowdesk.com forward slash C, forward slash quiet the hive. If you use that affiliate link, then you'll get a subscription for $19 a month. That's 50% off per month for life. If you use my affiliate link, I'm so pleased and proud to recommend them. And I absolutely wouldn't if it wasn't something I found invaluable for my own business. So head to flow F L O desk.com forward slash C forward slash quiet the hive and make the most of that incredible deal at 50% off a month. See you next time. If you enjoyed this podcast from Inside the Hive by Quiet the Hive, then please leave us a five-star rating or drop us any comments in the box below. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Any comments or ratings you give us all help other people who would benefit from the content to find us. Thanks so much.